0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, August 20th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the busiest lady in the business, Andrea Renee.
1: What's good, Greg? These glasses. Oh, thank all you. Right? Like I are new. You're,
0: you're always fashionable when you come in here, but these goggles I like a lot. Thank it's you got so a, much. It's got a Janine from Ghostbusters thing going on, and I'm I like I, I there for it. How thank are
1: you? you? I haven't talked to you in a while. Um, I'm doing really well. You know, it's been uh, a busy couple of weeks. We're preparing to close on our house in LA this week, which is very exciting, thank you. I'm um, gonna have to start making plans to build the new studio in our in our new space. And, uh, do you um, have a, is it a
0: bigger space this time around? For what's it good? is bigger. Yeah.
1: yeah. So we're essentially just gonna convert our two car garage into the studio. That's awesome. Um, so I talked to one Brandon Jones from E. G. Oh, Allies about who. what they did, and he was like, "We didn't we didn't really do anything." <laughs> 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 I was like, "Okay, well they have their own studio space now, but yeah, yeah, of um, course. Uh, there are no plans for what's good to have that kind of an expansion in L.A. at this time." Sure. So um get would, Matt
0: Scarpino and get him to do this jazz to your garage.
1: Maybe I will. Okay, I don't know okay. if I can afford Matt Scarpino. He
0: sometimes will work cheap. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> have to that's get the, what I hear. I don't I'll know. have to get
1: the inside tips on to how to how to get the deals with Matt.
0: Exactly, exactly. Well, that's fun. That's cool. Yeah. That's and exciting.
1: I had Alexa Ray in the What's Good studio yesterday. Oh wow, reunion. Yeah. That's so before cool. I tear everything down, which is gonna have to have to happen um this week or early next week, um I was like, you have to come back, we have to do a, a show, One you have more to time. Shoot, shoot something with us now that um, you're no longer n- under the lock and key of Nintendo. <laughs> um and it was great, and so we're gonna be putting that up soon. She gave some really... Really hot takes on Final Fantasy 7, which I was not expecting. Really? Um, And, uh, of course, uh, the remake, yeah. Um, She does not like that word, by the way, and she goes into detail as to why she doesn't. We talk about Fire Emblem, of course, and uh, we talk a little bit about Pokemon, and, of course, Kingdom Hearts 3. You got
0: to. All right, cool. Look for that soon on...
1: What's Good Games? You can find us on podcast services at YouTube.com slash What's Good Games.
0: But enough about that. We're going to talk about Respawn's response to the Reddit drama, Sean Layden on the Insomniac purchase, and more. Because this... Is Kinda Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we, on a variety of platforms, run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. <laughs> if you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash games. You can go there, give us your questions, comments, concerns about the day's news, and everything else under the video game sun. Then tune in to watch us record the show live. Twitch.tv slash games. If you're watching, you have a special job to do. Go to kindoffunnycom slash wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. So we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and podcast services around. The Globe. Uh, there you go. I already got. or, or you are wrong from yesterday? Uh, Django Bob says from yesterday. Age of Empires and Ape Out are coming to Xbox Game Pass for PC, not for console. Frowny emoji. So there you go. Apparently that, that got is a bummer. because yeah, I, I heard like you guys know.
1: talking about Ape Out coming to Game Pass, and I was like, that's cool. That's exciting,
0: yeah. And then apparently not. Apparently, according to Django Bob, who I believe, but I I don't know if I should. Uh, <laughs> housekeeping for you. Guess what. We just got back from Toronto, but PAX is next week. Uh, I'm hosting a Guild Wars event Friday morning off-site in Seattle. You should come to it. Then, the Kind of Funny Game Showcase is Friday at 4.30 p.m. Then, the Kind of Funny Intersight Championship is Saturday at 9 p.m. Uh, you can get all this at kindofunnycom slash events. Andrea, you're doing a bunch of stuff there. What's happening?
1: Yeah, so we're doing a, a ton of stuff. So on Friday at 12 p.m., I'm hosting the Life is Strange panel once mm-hmm. again, working with Square Enix and Don't so very excited about that. Uh, you guys may have seen the reveal trailer for episode four Uh at Gamescom stuff yesterday. Um, and then Friday night is the What's Good Games, Life is Strange, La- Relax It Packs meetup. It's our third year in a row mm. working with the Life is Strange team. So I like Relax
0: It Packs. That's a good name.
1: Yeah, it's going to be really fun. It's open to everybody. Um, it's an all-ages event until 9 p.m., and it goes from 7 to 10 Friday night at Art Marble 21 All of the details at Facebook.com slash What's Good Games. And then on Saturday, I'm super excited. I'm hosting the Outer Worlds panel Ooh. for Private Division And Obsidian Entertainment and I'm talking with a bunch of awesome kick-ass women who are on the narrative team about how they've created these characters in the Outer Worlds and the design of characters and how that all comes together and they're showing some exclusive looks. So if you guys want to come by, that's at 1.30 p.m. And then I'm hopefully going to do better in the tournament than I did last year. Yeah, a lot of people got bounced in
0: the beginning of it because they weren't ready for uh, Super Sports Match. (laughs) Will that be a game to eliminate everybody again? Who knows?
1: Yeah, and then finally at 7 p.m on sunday is the what's good games live panel nice on sunday yeah stack schedule yeah dude you and me both
0: yeah i know yeah i have one coming for something that i can't talk about yet but when they announce it i'll tell you and then maybe i make a secret announcement and jump up at somebody else's panel Ooh, who knows you never know
1: exciting.
0: Uh thank you to our patreon producers blackjack and mohammed mohammed today we're brought to you by we have cool friends in party mode but i'll tell you about that later for now let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Ooh, subdued time <laughs> for some news. Uh, five items on The Roper Report, Barrett. A picker's dozen. All right, we're starting with one. That's a sequel to The Weekend that we didn't talk about yesterday on The Games Daily because there was enough stuff going on. But we're going to start in the present, then work our way to the past, and talk about how we all need to be better human beings. Number one, Respawn CEO Vince Zampella has responded uh, with an official statement on the Apex slash Reddit explosion over the weekend Uh, on friday we gave we gave apex fans an update on how we were changing the iron crown event some of the team then joined a discussion with our community on reddit and things got to a pretty bad place some of our folks crossed a line with their comments and that's not how we want respawn to be represented I apologize to any of our fans that we offended. I will always stand behind the team here at Respawn and support them on speaking out against some of the toxic and nasty comments being directed at them, including everything from death threats to comments aimed at their family and loved ones. But we shouldn't contribute to it when we do comment and add to the very thing we want to prevent. We need to lead by example. Last week, we didn't do that. And going forward, we will be better. Having an open, healthy relationship with our community is incredibly important to all of us at Respawn. So now, rewinding. You might remember on the final Widow Wednesday one that I was on last week. I don't mean it final like that, but my final show of the week last week. Gary and I talked about all this stuff happening, and I briefly mentioned that Apex had updated. It was having this event. It seemed like you have to spend $140 to get all the stuff. That seemed bonkers. Everybody was mad. It wasn't going to last. Sure enough, it didn't last. Friday, they put out a statement. You're right. We're going to fix it. We're going to do it. Then, as Vince said... A discussion began on Reddit in which their developers weighed in and then things got nasty, Andrea.
1: Yes. So I have some details um, written up by Owen S. Good over at Polygon. And the headline is Apex Legend Form Furious as devs called players asshats and freeloaders. Um so I'm not gonna read this whole story because you know you kind of just summarized it there. I just wanted to talk about some of the comments that were made. So Owen writes, It got ugly and even uglier when FedUp Respawn developers hauled off on angry players. Many of the developers' comments, particularly those from one by the handle DK05, have been deleted. This seems to be the one making everyone the angriest. Uh, so the comment is, Hey everyone, I found the dick I was talking about. Guess what? I didn't even read your comment, except for the first sentence and the last. This kind of garbage doesn't warrant a reply. But you're replying. But lucky for you, I already made a comment about this earlier. Go find it. Some of the other comments. Uh, somebody responded saying, yeah, but he called someone a dick, not you, because apparently somebody got mad. Oh, he called me a dick. And then he responds, I think I was technically calling gamers dicks. I don't know. I had a spicy lunch feeling it. Another comment. I've been in the industry long enough to remember when players weren't complete asshats to developers. And it was pretty neat. I forged a bunch of long lasting relationships back then. and would be awesome to get back there and not engaging with toxic people or asking how high when a mob screams jump is hopefully a start. Another one, there is a wealth of data available on how monetization works and free-to-play games, and we ourselves run tests by putting skins on sale in the store. The amount of people who spend is crazy low. Most of y'all are freeloaders, and we love that. And a change in price doesn't move the needle. So I think this headline takes these con- these comments completely out of context. I think even reading them, like the idea that people are getting their panties in a twist about these comments is me just like throwing my hands in the air and being like lolol really like there is absolutely a conversation to be had between respawn and their community about their feelings about the changes in the game of course Vince came forward and said, you're right. We did not communicate this to you clearly before we launched it. We should have given you a bigger lead time saying this is our plan. This is how we're going to do this. And then give people enough time to adjust. I think that that's completely valid. And Vince is spot on by saying we need to be better about communicating with our community. Yeah. I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think this idea... That they had to backpedal over comments like this when these are clearly frustrated devs right. expressing their frustration in a way that is absolutely not you know being consummate professionals, but is being human beings. Right. And I, I think the idea that people are saying this is absolutely unacceptable and how dare they, these are the ugliest comments, is an overreaction. It's maybe a bit hyperbolic.
0: I think it's the latest case. I mean, Ooblets being, like, what, last week, right? It's the latest case of... Here's the crystal clear example of... We need to communicate better with each other. And I mean everyone involved with this scenario in every single possible way. And the fact that you're talking about the headline, right? Mm -hmm. It's talking about the scuttlebutt. It's somebody reading just the comment and not having any uh, context for it and throwing it out there. It is the developer who's flaming on... uh, Or, you know, uh, flame warring on uh, Reddit and going crazy. It is the audience who wants to fight him on Reddit. It is the normal Apex fan who reads this... And here's freeloader, and so it doesn't take the context of how he's saying freeloader. He (laughs) means that most of you don't pay, and that's fine. We love you. He says that immediately after, but you hear freeloader, and that's got that negative connotation to it. It's this fucked up situation that I think you and I see all the time because we're in it every day on the internet, right? We have an opinion on the internet, so immediately 50% of the world loves us, 50% of the world hates us. Only the 50% that hates us feels the need to talk to us about it. Correct. And so it's that thing of... (laughs) it's what I've talked about over and over and over again with developers uh, in that, you know, we get to create a piece of content every day and it's like our game, right? So we, I create three games a day and so if you don't like one of them, I want to make three tomorrow and it doesn't matter. Whereas when a developer makes a video game and it's their first time getting this game out in four years and they're so excited and they think about the long nights, the long hours, all the sacrifice they made and they get there and it is somebody just being shitty about it. They get angry and it's we're seeing it more and more right now and I think it's because, of course, social media more and more pervasive and everywhere now and influencing everything. We can't expect developers, creators, audiences, consumers to eat shit all the time and then still be able to have rational conversations at other times.
1: Exactly. So the community manager for Respawn got into it as well and said, so it's fine for you all to call us liars, full of shit, and other personal attacks when we communicate an apology and update to the event, but we're immature when we call people out on it. Got it. And I think that really explains his frustration of like, we're trying to do the right thing. Yeah. We admitted that we should have communicated this better. We're going to walk back some of these changes. Vince even made this public apology. And like it feels like we say this on the show you know, often. It's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right. It's like, if they had said nothing, they were still going to get the same amount of hate. And so they said, hey, we want to work with our community. We, we want to do this for the people that, are able to have, you know, a respectful back and forth with us. And it's really unfortunate that the people who are being nasty are, are always the ones that get the headline.
0: Totally. It's and that's the thing so so is, exhausting. I feel, and it's crazy that I feel like it's, and it's, I think it's similar to the crunch conversations, the unionization, the representation mm-hmm. conversations that all feel like, and loot boxes, all feel like every day they're getting closer and closer to this boil. This is the latest example from a huge studio working for EA, one of the mm. biggest publishers out there, right? To get to this point and have that much. And you, you nail it, right? When Polygon over the weekend tweeted this article, right? Apex legends for- forums, furious as dev call players, ass hats and freeloaders, right? Tina Sanchez, formerly of one up in IGN, right now producer on apex legends responded to them. Can you write an article? Uh, can you write an article now about how I've been completely silent since 2013 with all the death threats and harassment? Just look at my, just look up my Twitter handle and any cuss word for content. And it's that again, underlying thing that you're right this is what's getting the headline when in reality these devs are working constantly and getting this constantly and again it's exactly what I say all the time with the be better to each other and uh, be the change you want to see in the world right Mm -hmm. it is the angry fan it is the angry player it's not the millions of people who play Apex Legends and are like, man, this is a good game, and just bounce off to their life. Turn it off and go out to dinner, you know what I mean? Or go see their kid or do whatever they have to do, go to work. It is the people who go on the Reddit who are the most angry, who are the, have the most pointed feedback. And, I sh- and, the, and here's where I'm even fucking it up right now. I'm saying they go to Reddit and they're angry. I'm not saying every Redditor is angry. I'm a Redditor myself, right? And this is where they slip up when they come in and they talk about asshats and freeloaders. And it's something I've personally learned is that you come in giving this conversation and it's crystal clear to you who you're talking about. You're talking about the bad seeds. You're talking about the ones who make the death threats and make fun of your family and are on your Twitter you know, fucking just dunking on you all the time for nothing. That's who you're talking about. You're not talking about the person coming to the subreddit who has pointed feedback, who has quality criticism, who is angry about these decisions but not ready to burn down your house. But you, you come in and you generalize and then you piss off that other side. And this is what I'm talking about with... This being the latest example of how we all need to be better to each other, how we all need to, when this happens, take a breath, take a second, think about what they're actually trying to say, right? The freeloader quote in there is not a negative quote. It is. It's very much like me calling people who watch our YouTube content instead of subscribing to Patreon freeloaders. And we love you, right? And I didn't say that. I'm just using an example. You're not a freeloader. But you know what I'm saying? Of like, that's what the context he's using, in, but it gets lost, especially in the headline. And it looks like. Apex Legend devs are coming out for people's knees now. (laughs) They're just gonna take they're taking on their entire fan base when they're not. But I've done it myself, right? Where we eat shit over and over and over and over again about something. And then someone steps up and says something and I misread their quote. And so I turn it on them, and then they're like, "What the fuck, man? I'm a, I'm one of the good ones. I'm just giving you this criticism. Mm-hmm. You're and it's you're right. I'm leveling you. I'm putting it all on you. When in reality, you're not one of the really bad ones. And that's the thing too, of like trying to decide and explain to people who the really bad ones are and what a comment is. It's so fucked right now, Andrea. <laughs> yeah. Discourse in general about video games and the internet is fucked.
1: Yeah, it's. It's a frustrating thing to try to grapple with because it really just echoes what we as humans deal with in our interpersonal relationships all the time regardless of if it's about video games or not like communication is hard and the idea that you want to have people recognize their level of emotional intelligence to be able to read between the lines and to be able to have those conversations is even more difficult when you take the context of having a dialogue a conversation face to face out of it because when you type something in an internet form or even in an email it can get so wildly taken out of context because you don't have the intonation in your voice you're not making eye contact you don't have body language to really help communicate what you're trying to say effectively yeah and i think anybody who's ever you know made a comment online has had it taken out of context right? right um and so i what i would love is for people to just simmer down a little bit maybe this outrage culture of being so pissed off and so insulted over every little thing that's happening could use just a little bit of a chill pill like there's absolutely a conversation to be had and you and i have had it on the show about being more sensitive to people's needs and, and starting to think more and be more empathetic right
0: Yeah.
1: however you also don't need to get you know zero to ten angry about everything that's said online sure it's okay to go you know what i'm just gonna walk away from that maybe the fact that i think he's calling me a freeloader maybe i don't need to get like Super upset about that. Maybe I should look at that and read it and try to have some context for it, or maybe I just ignore it. Or
0: continue the conversation. It's not a
1: hill I think you should die on. Sure. You know, but like that's my that's my personal opinion. And if you are one of those people that's so angry, I say all the time, you're entitled to your feelings. I would just implore you to analyze those feelings, figure out why you feel that way. And then before you lash out at somebody with your emotions, figure out what you're trying to communicate to that person about how you're feeling. Yeah. It's just like, take a breath, process your emotions, feel your emotions. You're allowed to have them and then figure out what to do about them next.
0: Sure. No, I mean, you nail it. Right. And I think that's what we could all use. You know what I mean? I think that's what it could all, we could all use that advice. Right. I think, uh, A lot of times when people want to knock me or kind of funny content in general, right, they accuse us of being vanilla, that Mm -hmm. we don't have stronger stances, blah, blah, blah. And I've seen the, the personal thing lobbed at me They're like, oh, well, Greg, you've been, you know, too many developers now. You're too much on that side of the industry. You don't understand what it's like to be a gamer. And like, I think with both Apex, not this. Thing, but the the money the $140 thing mm-hmm. and then also the Fortnite reskin dog thing mm-hmm. it was the same thing of both those where I was like these seem like bad decisions so that'll be changed pretty quickly and guess what they were both changed pretty quickly because again I know it's not the popular narrative to give you these companies aren't sitting there going we're gonna fucking get them they'll never notice the dogs just wearing a ski mask like no they fucking make mistakes they're fucking human beings and then they go out and do this and then it is that conversation of this and again To go back to how we all need to be better about talking to each other about this, I think, Mm -hmm. again, it goes, and this speaks to the devs, it speaks to the most angry of the commenters, right? Of, like, you get nothing, you win nothing by getting down into the mud and wrestling with the pigs. Like, you just, you can't do that. I'm not saying you're in an ivory tower or something like that, but you got to understand sometimes that people don't want to have conversations. And I understand when I look at the Ooblet's response, when I look at these comments, it's like, oh, man, like... No, you're biting on the most uh, the, the volatile ones. Like, right, you're taking the bait. Those people don't want to have fuel conversations. on the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, they they
1: they want the the chaos. Yeah. They want the anarchy. Yeah. yeah.
0: And that's the whole thing. I see it in my Twitter uh, DM, uh, responses every day. There's one right now that's just tumbling out of control. Of like, I forget. It was I think I answered Shuhei like yesterday, congratulating him about like Insomniac, and and so now it's just this like. 75 fucking tweet thread. I'm like, what are you, what are you people even arguing about right now? Who cares? Yeah. Everybody be ki- shoot cool, right? Play games, Barrett. Be fucking cool. Play games. Let's be chill. Be just, cool. Yeah, we're all have friends. Have we all some, like have this. Have some chill. Yeah, exactly. Oh, hold on a second. No, hold on. I want to do, 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 do also uh,
1: completely optional purchases. Be I- I'm gonna float this. this. I'm gonna float
0: this. I'm gonna float this question out there. All right. Mm. I'm not sure if we completely answered it, but mm. I'm sure. putting it out there. The virtual boy wrote in to Patreon.com slash games and said, Hey, KFGD, I thought this might be an interesting topic to discuss. With the recent PR snafus that have occurred, Respawn's apology, and Ion, Furry develop, er, I, Ion Fury developer comment controversy, and even going back to the THQ 8chan thing, have companies veered too far away from the more traditional, clinical, arm's-length approach to interacting with fans? It seems like employees, are occasionally given carte blanche to say and do whatever they want in the name of the company they work for. But, then again, especially in the case like Respawns, are developers really supposed to just roll over and take it from their most vitriolic members of the gaming community? Is this newer, more human approach to PR ultimately better, even considering the occasional misstep? On a different note, do you think we might see a day in the future where our relationship between developer and player isn't so contentious?
1: Thanks. Gosh, I sure hope so, Virtual Boy.
0: You'd like to think so, and yeah. I think it's a normal thing as always as we grow into this, and I know that sounds foolish and silly, but again, having this open, this amount of communication with a developer, like, in these many of ways to get your message to them is a new thing. Like, I understand we've been on the internet forever, but in the way that you can go to a subreddit and have a developer immediately be there to respond to you is a way different thing than what I grew up for, or even what it was when I started with IGN back in 2007.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And as we
0: come into that, we feel our oats, I think there's... We'll get there, and I think it's mm-hmm. also the fact of as the developers now, you know, respawn. Uh, and I'm not even bringing in like the THQ eight hand stuff or the Iron Fury. Uh, if you didn't, if you missed this thing, transphobic, uh, gay stuff that's slipped into the game that they're patching out and all this shit. Um, it's or I just the comics on uh, Discord from them and gay jokes they put in their thing. Whatever. I'm talking about like these these kind of things where I feel like a real human emotions shines through the Oblitz thing this ea thing i think it's all that it's the same way we all learned it the same way i assume you learned it and it's by, trial by fire trial by air mm-hmm. you fuck up or you see people fuck up and you're like oh that's not the way to do this or you know that when you do that that's what's going to happen right. Like you know what i mean the ooblets response to their whole thing of like man we didn't see this coming it was like man you should have talked to me because i could have told you a hundred percent what that was going to get you and again That can... You can do that if you want. You know, Mm -hmm. to uh, the virtual voice comment here. Are you expected to roll over and take it forever? Like, if you want to fight, you can fight. You can go. And I don't think it's the good fight. I don't think that's how you win hearts and minds. You know what I mean? It's not my campaign for the people who hate me. Like, I'm not going to go argue with them on the message boards where they hate me. I'll go in there and talk to the ones who want to be rational and have a conversation and explain this, that, or the other. I'll answer for my own uh, sins that I've had on the internet. And the Lord knows there's a million. Like, that's how you change things. Being... Confrontational, becoming what you hate—that's not the way to do it.
1: Absolutely agree, and I think creating communities where you foster, you know, a, a positive place for discussion, which is something that has been super important for us at, at What's Good Games, because you know, being an all-female crew, we. We're draw, sailing. We draw we draw a lot of nasty people that wanna come in like poke fun and, and just be trolls and, and that's that's shitty. And so we you know have to really police our communities pretty hard. And you know, I got into it with um, somebody on our Facebook fan page the other day because they had, you know, started posting some political comments, and we don't allow political discourse because we're a group for gaming discussions only, unless mm-hmm. the politics and the games cross, which they did not too long ago when the president was talking about, uh, sure. you know, violence in video games, um, and then they, you know, tried to tell me, well, you shouldn't, you know, censor the group, blah blah blah, and I said, no, I am censoring the group because otherwise. I let you post whatever you want about politics and then people start fighting and it gets nasty and gross. And guess what? There's a lot of places on the internet where you can talk about politics with people. There's a ton. So like you're welcome here to talk about games, but if you want to talk about politics, you just can go do that somewhere else. No hard feelings. It's just what we have to do to keep our community a safe, healthy place for people to have conversation. And I hope that some of the bigger outlets you know your ign's your game spots etc would take that as well and say hey let's let's curate this down and remind people it's not okay to be a jerk in online forums it's not okay to be you know rude or to name call it's it's against our rules like if you start name calling somebody you're out of the group like this not it's not a grown-up way to have a conversation you're allowed to disagree but you're not allowed to be a, a jerk yeah you know
0: uh obviously, he, Damon Hatfield uh, said a lot of very interesting, poignant things in, uh, in my years and years of knowing him. But the one time he said something that resonated so hard with me at IGN is when we were having one of the many discussions in my time uh, at IGN about the comment section and how horrible it was. And what do we do? And do we ban people? Do we turn off? Like, it, everything was thrown out in the sun. But Damon said it best of like. I don't mind people coming in and saying yeah having a conversation disagreeing criticism of the review that's fine but when they come in and they're just me because there was the well just leave everything up just let it go let it be oh you know whatever free market have everything up there and Damon's like that doesn't work because it's like they're coming into our house and writing on our walls you know what I mean like you can mm-hmm. it, it, this isn't like freedom of speech is amazing and awesome Blah blah, blah but like it, your private what's good group doesn't need to live by that standard if you want it to be just about games you guys get to upset that it just, it's just about, you got, about games
1: yeah well and freedom of speech has never been about you get to say whatever you want even under the eyes of the law of the United sure. States fighting <laughs> words that's not the truth you know yeah. like you there are still limitations to what you can say but the idea of freedom of speech in the United States has to do with the government not repressing your ability to criticize the government that's where it was really rooted in right yeah. it's not about you being able to call you know a developer a bunch of nasty names or say that they're full of shit and i get to say this because freedom of speech is like yeah you can but if it's on my form or if it's on their website or on we have our own Twitter, terms of service YouTube, we have our whoever rules, yeah. who have their own terms of service they get to d- dictate what you say on their platform and that's always been the case
0: agreed andrea renee and i'm telling you these glasses never take them off this is a great <laughs> you look great oh, thank
1: you Thank you so much.
0: Number two on the Roper Report. Sean Layden has commented on the insomniac purchase from yesterday. This is Patrick Shanley over at The Hollywood Reporter, friend of the show. Uh, Patrick says, "What does this acquisition mean for a series like Sunset Overdrive, which Microsoft, which was a Microsoft exclusive, uh, that was a great experience?" Sean says, "For Insomniac, and they learned a lot through that as well. As far as the IP itself, we really haven't turned over the files on that one to see what that actually means. To be honest, uh, we like what they what they've been doing in the Spider-Man franchise and things like Ratchet and Clank are certainly vital." are certainly vital series in the present and future. Uh, That's what we're concentrating on. I'm cherry picking quotes. Obviously, it's a longer interview here. The reason I picked this, of course, yesterday we talked about the fact that Insomniac themselves confirmed on Twitter, "Hey, yeah, uh, Microsoft owns Sunset, Over- the rights to the first Sunset Overdrive game. We own the IP, so there could be a Sunset Overdrive too." Right. Sony's thing there, though, when they talked talked about it yesterday, right, made it sound like they wanted to capitalize on uh, the, uh, Insomniac doing open world games, and we were having a conversation. Well, what does that mean for VR? I think it's notable that uh, again, Sean drives that message home here without saying the exact same thing, saying Spider-Man franchise, Ratchet Clank, like that. Those are the kind of games it seems like they're working that they want. Want. lord knows if that means they'll ever get to do a playstation vr game port any of the stuff they did uh over from oculus
1: i just want resistance to come back because like what's the odds of that let it go people what's the odds i want is Clank going too. to go back to kill zone because they've got to be working on oh, horizon, you know, horizon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so like sony if you think about their first party studio lineup they don't really have another fps shooter, person you know, in there shooter. right yeah. or a big shooter game so mm. And it's but been, it's, it's been a well, lot they had that
0: predator game coming out. You know what I'm saying? They yeah, do. Hunting yeah, Grounds yeah. not 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 the same mm, at all.
1: but no. Well, there's a yeah. shooter
0: element. There's a it. shooter yeah. element to uh, it. To uh, yes. All right, cool I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. <laughs> it to you bear. Do they need one? You think this was? All, I mean, Killzone Resistance each had their standout games in that mm-hmm. thing. And, I, and don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not sh- poo pooing them, but. Do we need another shooter? Like, I mean, what you think of shooters now, right? And you're talking about, what, Wolfenstein? You're talking about Doom. It seems like Id's got him covered. We, of course, have Call of Duty. There's Battlefield stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like the shooter market has its people entrenched in it. And I just don't know if there is a, we need a resistance. I, I see those tweets, of course.
1: Need maybe strong word. He's I want. personally okay. want one. Okay. And I think it would round out their portfolio quite nicely since they are very heavy into action adventure and more creative focused titles. Yeah. Um, so I think it would be great. Need? No. Obviously Call of Duty fills that role for them right now. The partnership that they have yeah. with Activision and the marketing deal, um, which I don't know how much longer that's going for. I don't know if they've announced that. But um, So obviously they have that happening, but I would just like to see that franchise come back.
0: Resistance 3 was great. Yeah. Resistance uh, Retribution, right? The PSP one, great. Ratchet & Clank great. Remake. Great. Ratchet, Ratchet & Clank Remake, great. Uh, crack in Time, great. There you go. Ratchet, Ratchet & Clank, generally good. I yeah. mean, what are you going to do? I can't, you can't say that. I, nice. yeah. I think
1: it's going to be interesting to watch what happens with Insomniac's VR titles. Since mm. the last couple of ones, they've done deals with Oculus. Yeah. And mm. now, you know, going into, you know, PS5, whatever Sony's doing with PSVR, maybe... And going to make VR. And that's why
0: I'm very interested. Obviously, they talked about contracts there. I know they're still working on Oculus games. They'll have to finish those, get those shipped, get them out. But then, yeah, does Sony want them actually working on PlayStation VR titles?
1: Definitely. You think so? I mean, yeah, Insomniac's one of the few developers that has put out multiple VR titles yeah. and has been working in the VR space for multiple years. Like if you look at the landscape of VR, most of the devs that are in that field have only published a single a single game or maybe yeah. have a second one. Whereas Insomniac has published multiple and I don't know if you've seen Stormland, but it looks amazing. Yeah. Easily one of the most beautiful VR games I've seen next to Wrath of Asgard. Asgard's Wrath. Asgard's Wrath. Asgard's Wrath. Yeah. Um and so that game I think would sell anybody on VR.
0: See my counter to it would be you we just haven't seen the the commitment in quotes mm-hmm. of big name uh Sony first parties taking on VR. Right there is no naughty dog. There is no sucker punch. You haven't seen those gorilla those guys go and gals, go hey, I'm making a PlayStation VR game, right? I feel like Sony won't want to get in the way that is this drip feed of money now from Insomniac with Spider-Man right where they're like right. cool make more make get, get Spider-Man 2 even further along get Spider-Man 3 up and running sure let's talk about a Ratchet and Clank let's do let's double down on the stuff you guys are known for and we want you to make money with
1: it's a big team though I agree. Oh. bigger than people think it oh is. sure
0: totally they got North Carolina too like there's there's plenty of people out there to make games
1: I believe you can do it, Insomniac.
0: I know they can do it. I'm not saying I don't believe them. I'm more like, (laughs) is Shuhei Yoshida going to go thumbs up? I don't know.
1: Good question. We should ask him next time we see him.
0: He won't answer it. He'll just run away. (laughs) Patrick's next question was this. Are you you concentrating on existing IP or the creation of new IP with Insomniac? Sean says, all the studios at Worldwide Studios manage their franchise plans and manage their IP in a way they see best. Uh, Insomniac will be no different in that way. We'll look at what they walk into the fold with. If they have ideas around new game concepts, which every team does, we will look forward with great anticipation to what the future brings. So, to our question and conversation, if Insomniac walks in and they're like, we're still really passionate about VR and we think we could do something cool, maybe we get it. Who knows? I'd like a PSVR game where I'm J. Jonah Jameson. And I'm just picking the stories, you know. I know this. he's a podcaster now in the universe, but bring him back over here. I'm building the Daily Bugle. How about As, that? Asking for pictures of Spider-Man. Exactly. I there need pictures on my desk right Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, if you want more Sean Layden, well, I got good news for you. Uh, number three on the Roper Report. Sean commented on PlayStation, exclus- PlayStation 4 exclusives coming to PC. This is Christopher Palmieri at Bloomberg, who writes... In an interview, Sean Layden, chairman of Sony's Game Studios Worldwide, said exclusive titles will still be a part of the company's strategy, but that some games, particularly multiplayer titles designed to be played on personal computers, may see broader distribution. Quote, We must support the PlayStation platform. That is non-negotiable, Layden said. That said, you will see in the future some titles coming out of my collection of studios, which may need to lean into a wider installed base. End quote. Huh. Very Mm. interesting. And that's where I'd get into... Do you think they want to cross over with VR? Where they want like PC games, get those over at Oculus, right? Mm. You figure Oculus Quest booming right now. It seems like that's doing really well. Obviously, mm-hmm. PlayStation VR is still in the lead in terms of sales. But if you were to say, okay, cool. Quest is great. It's lower powered than the other ones, so we can easily more easily port our PlayStation VR stuff and get something like Firewall over there. Firewall Zero Hour, a fantastic game.
1: I never contemplated cross-play in VR, but VR is the platform that would probably benefit the most from it. Right.
0: Exactly. Especially if it was a partnership where it was. Cool. We're bringing our games to Oculus, or some of our games, two of our games to Oculus, mm-hmm. and it is going to be one unified pool of players because then everybody can find games and have it and breathe new life into him each ways.
1: interesting hmm
0: hmm very interesting. Mm. Stay tuned, everybody. Did we nail it? Probably not, but maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, number four, just a shout out to Hotline Miami. It was available in Australia for a hot second, <laughs> beating them at their own game before it got taken down. Uh, if you didn't see it yesterday, the Hotline Miami Switch collection got announced at that Nintendo World Indie thing that they're not calling Indies, but they should keep calling Nindies. Uh, nothing had changed, so it's, it had already been uh, refused a rating, refused, cla- refused classification in Australia back in the day. This time it snuck in with an MA15+, and uh, everybody was like wait how did this happen it was already denied ratings and everybody was just like I don't know that's so what they gave us so we put it out and then Australia was like wait a second no and they pulled it down so if you bought it in that 24 hour period or 24 hour ish period on good on you you got it you can still <laughs> redownload it if you didn't no games for you because Australia is watching
1: Australia needs some chill they need to have some chill
0: they do need to chill you know what yeah. I mean they got a million different creatures over there that will kill you if they see you Exactly. One game they're worried about. Video game is not going to kill you. Come on now. We've proven that over. Uh, and then finally on the road report, number five, 2d Sonic and Mario are going to the Olympics. This is Alex Gibson at twinfinite, (laughs) uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic games. Tokyo 2020 is to feature both 3d and newly announced classic 2d mode. Sega revealed today with a new trailer. Barry, can you bring that trailer? up? Thank you very much. Uh, the following events will be available to play in this game's classic mode. Uh, 100 meter dash, 10 meter platform diving, uh, 400 meter hurdles, gymnastics vault. Uh, judo kayak single long jump marathon shooting trap and volleyball yeah I saw the trailer on Twitter today and it was adorable yeah to see a little 8-bit Mario running through 16-bit Sonic back in action and it, I think I, I saw somebody tweet this and a million people echo it myself included of like wow what a way to get me to actually care about them going back to the Olympics <laughs> these games I would never pay any attention to this would be a fun party mode if it because it looks like super sports mocking when it gets there matcha matcha
1: this game was nominated. There it goes! There it goes! There <laughs> go! there it goes! Cool.
0: Oh my god!
1: And Look at him in the kayak for the E3 awards, the Game Critics Awards under best sports title. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to play this because I was, you know, working. But <laughs> <laughs> if they had shown
0: this, if they had said, "Hey, you can come play it in 8-bit," I would have been there in heartbeat. Hell yeah! Because this is 100% a game I'll buy on Switch and have it for. So yeah, so we're just watching
1: the classic sprite characters. Uh, both Mario and Sonic and several other characters do look it, There's the judo sports.
0: Do you think they might have been inspired by Super Sports Machin? It's we I yes because you look at this and that's what it looks like right yeah and that look that was such a blast and now do it with these guys.
1: Aww, tails. tails so cute.
0: He's got multiple tails, you know. Yes, it's high flying
1: That's why he's called Tails.
0: Just you know, just putting it out there. It's a it's one of those it's a, one of those heady things. A lot of people don't get. Mm. They don't get his name. They don't understand a lot. Yeah, I never Andrea, it. Yes, Greg. I'm stoked to go to the 2020 Olympics and Woo. be Sonic, be Mario, be Tails. But November 5th is still so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops. Where would I go?
1: Greg, you would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday. Do 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 do
0: do 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 do. Yeah, out today. Well, Marvel's Avengers Prologue gameplay from E3 and now Gamescom and also Comic Con is finally up. Oh. 19 minutes on YouTube. You can go watch it. I want to make sure you all If know. we're talking about gameplay, uh, SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom gameplay also up today. It looks great. Great game. Remnant from the Ashes is on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Rad comes to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. We played it in Judges Week. Have you played any more of it? I've
1: been playing it, yeah. So I was playing it yesterday. I played it a little bit over the weekend. Um, I'm going to talk about it on Gamescast this week.
0: Okay. Yeah, I played, um, I played a couple hours. Maybe not. I think I did two really long runs. So maybe hour 15 total. I
1: like it. It was way easier at Judges Week. Than it is in the actual game, really, I
0: found it the opposite, oh right? I mean I struggle to judges week more than this because I was like one of my runs was like literally I was like, all right, I gotta go and I just turned. It, i we want to watch something on uh, whatever I was going to get play something else, and I was like, there's no save, so I'm just gonna die, like but I was yeah. like way into it, like world two something,
1: yeah, I don't know, maybe I've just been getting like unfortunate mutations yeah, that's a great point,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, but i am it's one of those I like it, fine, it's yeah, but I'm not like I don't feel compelled to play it anymore hmm. We'll talk about it more on Gamescast, I
1: yeah. guess.
0: Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution is on Switch. Invert is on Switch. Truck Racing Championship is on Switch. Power Punch 2 is on PC. Tin Head is on PC. Pest Control is on PC. Undermine is on PC and Mac. And then Pix Arc will launch its first DLC. Uh, the Skyward expansion is now available for free on Steam and will free- feature a new map spanning 10 islands, each home to unique biomes and creatures. New dates for you. DLC pack number one of the Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, the Black Order Expansion Pass, is coming out on September 30th. This is the one with the Marvel Knights people in it. will have yeah. Blade, Moon Knight, Punisher, and Morbis, uh, uh, You can also take on the intense series of co-op missions in the new Gauntlet mode. Barrett, we're going to have to run some Gauntlets. We're going to have to do that. I got to beat the game still i have like three or four levels to do i know you're a piece of garbage i know, you know I mean? i'm gonna catch up Greg. how about this next time you want to wake up and watch freaking spongebob trailers you play some marvel ultimate alliance 3 all right okay i've just i've been really bad about pl- playing games in general lately so i'm i'm trying to catch up yeah you're just getting tattoos all the time yeah how much did it hurt i haven't talked to you about it, it, since you got it f- oh no it fucking hurt what's up andrea who's dead no no huh uh breaking news Imran Khan, our friend, a uh, friend of the show, Kind of Funny Games Daily He's person, hosted before. Multiple times and is on the PAX panel. Uh, tweets, my position at Game Informer was eliminated today. Thank you to all the readers, the fans who have sent me nice messages over the years, my colleagues, and everyone in the industry who made me feel welcome. You all made this the best experience of my life. And then right below, him, Mike Futter says, hurting from my friends and former colleagues at Game Informer, I saw some amazing work and top shelf work ethic in my time there. You deserved better than what the corporation gave you, corporate gave you. You want to look into that? Seems like it's more than just in-room. Of course, uh, this is breaking news. We're on it. We're looking into it for you. Uh... Uh, thoughts obviously to everyone from Game Informer who apparently is affected. We will keep an eye on that and get back to you in one second. Uh, but as I was saying before, Barrett sucks. Uh, the Yakuza Remastered Collection is real. It's on PSN. Uh, Yakuza 3 is available right now. Yakuza 4 comes out October 29th. Yakuza 5 comes out February 2020. It would appear Marvel Spider-Man is getting a Game of the Year edition. It popped on Amazon UK today with a release date of September 4th. Ready, Set, Heroes comes out October 1st on PlayStation 4. And then Final Fantasy VIII. It's coming out September 3rd, PlayStation 4, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Deals of the day for you, Super Mario Odyssey is $42 at Walmart, if you haven't picked that up yet. Andrea, what's it looking like over there? Still doing it?
1: I found two so far.
0: Okay. You want to keep? I can keep going. I can do the ads here. Yeah, keep, keep going. Uh, it's time for reader mail, but I'm going to tell you about our sponsors first. It is we have cool friends. Hey everybody, it's Greg Miller, and do you know that we have a new show called We Have Cool Friends? It's a YouTube video on YouTube.com/slash kind of funny. It's a podcast on podcast services around the globe, and what it is is a deep dive interview with one of our cool friends. You can catch the brand new episode with Echo Chloe herself talking about her time as being the first kind of funny up and comer here. Uh, of course, Brian Froster from Critical Roles out there. Cameron Cuff, formerly of because they canceled that show like a bunch of morons is on there yeah. chloe dykstra is one of the most recent ones josh McCuga. josh McCuga's is on there of course too uh next week is going to be will fredell it's uh he's from boy meets world if you know he's also a batman and batman beyond it's very cool oh <laughs> yeah right yeah uh uh we love that show we hope you love it too we love it if you gave it a shot you can get it and subscribe to it on all sorts of different places uh wherever you do watch it it would mean a lot if you went to the other places and subscribed and reviewed it there and did all that jazz thank you very much uh and also this episode is brought to you by party mode. Party mode is our let's play series multiplayer. Let's play series. It's Andy's baby. He edits it really well to make it very very funny and he puts in all sorts of bits and little things and little things you want to see coming and it's great and you should check it out on youtube.com slash kind of funny games a brand new episode publishes each and every Wednesday on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. If you don't have a buck to give us it's no big deal. You can head over to youtube.com slash kind of funny games each and every Thursday to see us play unreleased games like Borderlands 3. That is the new one i believe this week's is the end game content we were talking about yesterday proving grounds mm-hmm. so lots of cool stuff there andrea mm-hmm. how's it going
1: um so another layoff was surreal vasquez was laid off at game informer this morning as well um surreal says thanks to everyone who's made this whole experience a blast over the years let me know if you have leads on potential work and unionize your workplace
0: mm-hmm mm-hmm okay I'm looking through. You were wrong. Had a couple in here. I was making sure they're not giving us any more information. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. You keep an eye on it.
1: I'll keep an eye on it.
0: Here comes some reader mail. Where do I want to start, though? All right, this one comes, uh, obviously, patreon.com slash games. This one comes from instagram.com slash wondercream. Please follow. Wondercream. Hello, Grandria. Parentheses, Greg and Andrea, get it? Uh, with the announcement in Nintendo's Indie World Showcase of Ori and the Blind Forest coming to Switch and Cuphead already being released on Switch, I've been thinking about if the relationship between Microsoft and Nintendo is more one-sided than we think. Microsoft, or I'm sorry. Nintendo is allowing Microsoft exclusive IPs on their platform, including Banjo-Kazooie in Smash, parentheses, although that's a different situation, I feel like, and even Xbox Live integration in the future. But when are we going to see Nintendo reciprocate? Are we, are we going to ever see a Cadence of high rule level of Nintendo exclusive on Xbox? What about Ultimate Alliance 3? I'm just wishing out loud, I guess, but those are the wishes least likely to come true. Anyways, keep up the great work and give Portillo a behind-the-ear scratch for me. Instagram.com slash Wonder Cream. That's C-R-E-M-E, like the cream in an Oreo. Creme. Creme. Uh, You're never going to see this, no. The whole reason that this is happening is because Microsoft's trying to make up ground in this race, this arms race with PlayStation, right? They're trying to be competitive. Nintendo is rolling in money from the Switch and how well it's doing, and they don't need to worry about this. They're happy to, I think, ha- have more games on their platform to have ex- another Xbox exclusive come over, have some Xbox integration, do all these different things. But I don't think it goes the other way where Nintendo feels like they need to be on the Xbox. Nintendo wants you to buy the Switch and the Switch Lite and a whole bunch of other stuff. Right. Right. Cool. I nailed it.
1: You nailed it, Greg. I love it.
0: I love it when I get it right. I'm always intimidated talking to Andrea. So if I can get it, if I can get it right, I feel good. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll scratch for, for you tonight. tonight. Uh, Parker Petrov writes in with a long one that I only read a little bit of. So let's see if it gets really weird at the end. Buenos <laughs> dias, KFGD crew. I recently got an Oculus Quest and I was a bis- bit disappointed by how much better it is from a technical standpoint than my PlayStation VR headset. Which led me to the following questions. We're going to do them as they come, Andrea. Okay. Number one. I was wondering if the positive reception that the Oculus Quest has gotten will have any bearing on what PlayStation VR2 will be. I hope so.
1: I hope so too. I think the portability of Quest makes it so popular. I still think PSVR more comfortable to wear.
0: Oh really? Oh, yes. oh okay. I think they're I. I, we are obviously filming the PlayStation VR show, uh, season two right now. So we're using a lot of PlayStation VR. Personally, I like my quest better in terms of form factor on my head. Uh, but I still love the PlayStation VR unit. I don't think it's, uh, uncom- I don't think either of them is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, to your number one here, Parker, I don't know what bearing it'll have on PlayStation VR 2 because I feel like you had to have already been moving in that direction if you were PlayStation VR. I think PlayStation VR 2 is much more likely to be like, oh, I'm gonna get it wrong. The wireless HTC Vive we have in the other room, which isn't standalone, I I can go anywhere with it. It's a battery pack and it's communicating to the PC tower still. You have to imagine they know that the PlayStation VR 2 needs to be wireless. They must have known that already. Mm -hmm. And nowadays, doing the PlayStation VR show, playing at least one, one of these games uh, every week it is such a pain in the ass for me it, as much as I love PlayStation VR to put it on and have the cables draped beside me and getting caught on my ass or they're over here and it's like oh my god whereas like once the, when I got that quest on It felt so perfect, and I so want that for PlayStation VR. Even if it is like the, I believe, you kind of funny.com slash, if I'm wrong, the HTC wireless one I have in the other room that has the battery pack that anchors to my belt. That's what I imagine PlayStation VR 2 would be with maybe the possibility to still plug it in if you wanted, uh, plug it into the system if you wanted more fidelity, if you wanted it not to look. I feel like that was such a, duh, we have to go that way. That's where this tech's going. That's where we want this tech to go. And so that's the hope. Number two. Honest questions. Do you see Sony releasing a VR headset without wires or will you always be tethered to the PlayStation? They have to. It has to be wireless at some point. Like, again, I think a wire to your battery pack on your belt, fine. But they have to get away from the wires, Andrea.
1: Yep. I agree.
0: Uh, number three. Will we see the room mapping features added to the next generation headsets? That's
1: I hope so. I really like the idea with the Quest that you can draw the specific area that you're playing in. Um, I did find it problematic when you're playing a very movement-intensive game, like Beat Saber. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was like, this area is clearly not big enough because I kept hitting the Guardian system all the time. And if you're not familiar or if you've never played VR, you're essentially taking one of the controllers and drawing like a square on the ground, like a virtual square, and then you step inside of it and it puts these virtual walls up so like you're standing in like a mini room. And whenever you swing your arms with the controllers into the boundaries of that, it like show you the wireframe of the wall so you know like how far you are. It's awesome. Away from yeah. the edges of it's the wall. It's such a brilliant yeah.
0: brilliant thing. I don't think PlayStation VR2 will have it. I think that'll be one of the sacrifices they make in terms of what they're going on and how they're doing it. And also, I think the if they're sticking with move wands, the tracking of that would be such a pain in the ass because, again... They're it, connected
1: to the controller, or, it, it's, or excuse me, to the PlayStation Eye camera. Exactly,
0: right? The Quest works so well because, of course, all the cameras are in the headset, so mm-hmm. your, your controllers are never outside of your purview. Right. So it's easy to go around and spin in a circle and do it. And whatever.
1: when you step outside of the Guardian system, it gives you a pass-through lens yeah. so you can see. It's so good. God, I
0: love that It's pretty good. Uh, Number four, will we get better controllers with PlayStation VR 2 as the PSVR controllers are a significant downgrade when compared to the Oculus controllers? This is the million dollar question. Is that PlayStation has the PlayStation VR doing so well compared, I mean, you know, in perspective. But it still is in the grand scheme of things, this little fire that you don't want to blow on and blow out. You want to nurture it and you want to get it grown. I, I have to imagine you do but getting those down to a digestible cost, getting those down to something that you feel like, I think, you know, one of the benefits of PlayStation VR is the, the entry point in terms of price, po- again, comparatively to other headsets, was low when we all got it. And some people, most of us already had v- move wands in a closet somewhere. It didn't feel like you we were making this gigantic investment. Mm-hmm. And so now if it is that, all right, cool, you've, the PlayStation 5's out and that's you know, $400, 450 whatever. And then a year later, PlayStation VR 2 is out and it's the headset and it is the brand new controllers and it is all bundled together and it is significantly more. That's when you scare people off in the sticker shock could screw it up and totally uh, uh, hit them and knock them down from getting to the numbers they want to get to.
1: I think that made sense for the original launch of PSVR. I think they have to innovate for PSVR yeah. 2, yeah, yeah. especially when you see the pack-in controllers with Oculus Quest if they aren't matching what Oculus is currently doing um either in technology or in price you know then they're going to fall behind they either need to offer something that's less than and make it cheaper yeah. or they need to match or make something greater than uh, in order and for that's them to cost compete money. Yeah. yeah
0: and then finally number 5 while i don't expect PlayStation VR to day and date with PlayStation 5 when do you think we will see Sony launch a sequel headset I think a year later, sounds right. I mean, right.
1: 2021, potentially.
0: Yeah, if, if it's dropping in 2020, or yeah. when, it, when it drops in 2020.
1: Hi, yeah, hypothetically, PSV uh, PS5 is coming in next year, 2020. Yeah. I would see, you know, PSVR 2, or whatever the next whatever version is yeah, in... 2.0. Yeah, 2021.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. So there you go, Parker. I hope you're excited for the PlayStation VR show. Filming one this afternoon with Firewall. If you want to go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, we're doing them there, filming them live because, of course, uh, we don't want to miss our deadlines and get you all the content you promise. Andrew, it's time to squat up. Let's do it. This is where one of you, ladies and gentlemen, the best friends, writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games, giving me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, Zach needs help on PlayStation 4. His PSN name is a bad one, <laughs> and it is Son of Tomp8264. S O N. OFTHOMP8264. And Sun and Thump are all capitalized. That w- doesn't matter. But yes, no, that, no, no, it doesn't okay. matter. No, case does matter. Gotcha. Uh, looking for fellow trophy horrors ready to embark on multiplayer trophy quests at the drop of a hat. If you are a trophy horror and want to do some multiplayer trophies, hit up Zach on PS4. His username will not be said again because it's a bad one and it's an embarrassment to me and Shuhei. You can change it. You can change it to anything you want right now. It doesn't need to be that anymore. Doesn't need to be that. What if that is the changed name? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I feel bad for Zach. Uh Cyber, you're wrong. This is where people watching live on Twitch.tv slash Games go to kindofunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Ill Grill Chill says we didn't get it wrong, but there's a deal of the day. The Death Stranding $200 Collector's Edition is back up for sale at Amazon and GameStop. Grab that BB before it's sold out again. Um, Dak Josh says, Dino delivery released on Steam today. It's a free student game in open world collect-a-thon game. So there you go. Uh, Chili Farmer has more about Imran Khan and Game Informer. Uh, according to Imran's, uh, Twitter, it looks like they were let go for, due to corporate restructuring. Again, remember Game Informer, what, part of GameStop? So there you go. As we've seen, we knew this was a dangerous ground for them. Uh, of course, uh, we love all the people over there at GI. I hope they're all doing well. Um, okay Kebabs points out On the discussion of Xbox cross Nintendo It's worth noting that Microsoft publishes Across several platforms Such as Minecraft on PS4 uh, And Switch Nintendo doesn't do That sort of thing True um, Okay yeah Caesar Tower says Steve Bowling says Layoffs come from from Above at GameStop Headquarters Not Game Informer um, The final boss fight Says a wireless VR With any decent resolution Would need Wi-Fi 7 Which is ages away I highly doubt This coming gen Would have that so, the vibe that I'm using over there is, is Wi-Fi 7? Mm. Hmm. Okay. That's a tech thing I'm, I don't know anything about because I'm stupid. And <laughs> Phantom says, hey, Greg, you're not wrong. Uh, these are awesome Xbox sneakers that just got announced over at uh, Gamescom. If you go to Windows Central, apparently there's Xbox sneakers. You can get those. I'm sure your husband is already trying to pre-order them.
1: He's not ordering any sneakers for a little while. We have a house to pay for, Greg. That
0: house didn't come cheap.
1: Also, if I could show you the boxes upon boxes of his sneakers that he was hoarding <laughs> in his office when he was at PlayStation. When to hide he, from you? When he brought them home, I was like, dear God in heaven, where did all these fucking shoes come from? That's There's so awesome. many of them.
0: Good job, John. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow's host is going to be Gary Whitta for witty Wednesday. Uh, Thursday, it's me and Andrea. Uh, Thursday is also, of course, the Kind of Funny Games cast. You can watch it live as we record it, uh, 2 p.m. August 22nd uh, on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. That's Tim, me, Fran, and Andrea. And then Friday, it's me and Tim to close out the week. Uh, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every week and a variety of platforms. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be sh- part of the show, Patreon.com slash... Kind of Funny Games. You can give us your questions, comments, concerns, everything under the video game sun. Then tune in to watch us record live, twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. Watch it later, youtube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or roosterteeth.com and listen on podcast services around the globe. No matter where you get it, thank you for your unending support. Andrea, where can people find you?
1: Uh, You can find me at Andrea Renee on Twitter. It's the easiest place to figure out what I'm doing, not only with Kind of Funny and what's good, but all the other people that I get to work with um, in the, you know, multimedia landscape that is 2019. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got a lot of cool stuff happening um, over the next couple of weeks with with PAX. So um, stay tuned.
0: All right. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, it's been our pleasure to serve you.